Welcome to Hub & Flow, a podcast produced by Natural Gas Intelligence. On a mission to provide transparency to the natural gas market, Hub & Flow focuses on key fundamentals driving the price of natural gas and LNG in the United States, Canada, and Mexico. Natural Gas Intelligence, or NGI, is a subscription-based price reporting agency, which means we provide trusted and independent natural gas pricing and news for the North American market. Howdy, folks, and welcome to another edition of NGI's Hub & Flow podcast. This is Patrick Rao, NGI's Director of Strategy and Research, and this is another in our series on third quarter 2022 North American Natural Gas Value Chain Earnings Conference Call Takeaways. Today, I'm going to spend a few minutes talking about the continued rise of the Haynesville Shale and its growing role as an international supply area, given its proximity to the U.S. LNG corridor. And speaking of proximity, and considering that Haynesville is in both Texas and Louisiana, I imagine there are a lot of folks listening who are Houston Astros fans. So congratulations to you on winning the World Series, and here's hoping my Cubbies can give you a bit more of a run for your money next year. And hey, look, if they sign Carlos Correa, don't blame me. Okay, now turning to the actual subject at hand. Dry gas production in the Haynesville is up roughly 1 BCF a day year-to-date through November the 14th, placing it only behind the Permian Basin as a top growth area in the lower 48 this year. And given that Haynesville production is largely dry gas, that makes it the incremental gas-focused play in the United States. And I'd be remiss if I didn't mention that the Haynesville is the only area in the country that's been building its duck count. Per a recent Kinder Morgan Investor Relations slide, Woodmack is forecasting Haynesville production growth of 10 BCF a day, moving from 11 Bs in 2021 to 21 Bs in 2030. And that's up from a previous estimate of a 7 BCF a day increase over that time period. There have been some rumblings out there about short-term pipeline takeaway constraints, particularly moving gas from the north to the southern part of Louisiana. But unlike most other major gas areas in the United States, and we're looking at you, Marcellus, Infrastructure is much less of an obstacle in Louisiana. There are several prominent projects coming online, such as the Louisiana Energy Gateway Project from Williams, DTM's LEAP system, which is already in service, but that is going to be uh, basically doubling in capacity over the next few quarters, Momentum Midstream and their NG3 project, Energy Transfer's Gulf Run Pipeline is about to enter service, Enterprise Products is in the process of expanding their Arcadian Gillis lateral. And finally, TC Energy, they threw their hat in their ring with their recently announced Gillis Access Project. Now, if you add up all the expected capacity and potential further expansions of these facilities, you get roughly 10 BCF a day of additional takeaway. And hey, there's that 10 BCF a day of forecasted growth figure from a moment ago. So this capacity, it would certainly take care of that. Now, of this 10 BCF a day, the 1.65 BCF a day Gulf Run project, it's scheduled to come online earlier uh, next year, as I alluded to momentarily ago. But uh, 1.1 Bs of that is held by Golden Pass LNG, and that facility isn't supposed to enter service until 2024. So it'll be interesting to see what uh, happens with some of that capacity in the interim. Enterprise Products as Arcadian Gillis Lateral, that will add another 400 a day in uh, the third quarter of 2023. But know that the majority of this remaining capacity will come online in the year 2024 and thereafter. Now, what do all these projects have in common, or at least mostly have in common? 
all but one of them are going to deliver gas to the Gillis, Louisiana area, and would then go on to serve local demand, mostly in the form of additional LNG export capacity. So this begs the big question. With all that extra gas flowing to Gillis, will that become a liquid trading hub? Well, if current activity is any indication, we believe the answer to that is actually a resounding no. Gillis, it is a listed point in the Intercontinental Exchange, but we at NGI barely receive any confirmed deals at that location. As a reminder, we're one of only two price reporting agencies in the United States to receive the ICE trading data. Now, we do receive deals at Transco Station 45, which is in the immediate vicinity of Gillis, but we note that trading there, it can be fairly erratic as well. So if we were to say include Station 45 deals in any hypothetical Gillis index, I'm not sure that that would really help move the needle all that much. Now, look, perhaps Gillis goes the way of Perryville, which also just so happens to be in the same state. A large amount of gas actually physically travels through Perryville, but a relatively small amount is traded there because we believe that gas that travels through Perryville, it's priced at other locations. Now, since we believe Gillis is morphing into an LNG supply hub, we note that it's located less than 100 miles from the Henry Hub, and the lion's share of U.S. LNG is priced off a Henry Hub index. And that share is only likely to grow when the second wave of Gulf of Mexico or Gulf Coast or other projects, export projects, come online later this decade. Now, another reason Gillis may never take off as a viable or liquid index is that producers are also looking to gain more international pricing traction. And why not, considering the delta between Henry Hub and European and Asian prices right now? Henry Hub gas is currently trading about $6 per MMBTU, while that in Europe and Asia are being priced north of $30 per MMBTU. In terms of getting more uh, exposure from the producer community, We note that Southwest Energy stated that it's looking to gain 10% exposure to international prices, while Chesapeake Energy, they're in for more like a 15 to 20% share. All as a means, of course, of providing a portfolio diversification. But given the incredible net back prices in the Gulf of Mexico, why not just try to sell as much as possible at international-based indexes? I mean, why not load up on these type of deals? These margins right now are huge. Well, the answer... It really comes down to the old risk-reward trade-off. And to cite modern portfolio theory, in order to get higher rewards, you got to take on higher risks. But at some point, those risks become too great. As of the time of this recording, the average 2022 annualized historical volatility for the day had Henry Hub's spot market index was 92% versus 107% for the prompt TTF futures contract, and a whopping 127% for the prompt JKM futures contract. And at certain times, those international price swings can be enormous, as this year has certainly proven. Also keep in mind that these hefty netback margins in the Gulf, they're not going to last forever. It takes roughly four years for LNG facilities to enter service after reaching FID, so it's very likely these massive spreads will be gone or largely gone by the time some of these proposed U.S. facilities that producers such as Southwestern and Chesapeake wish to supply by the time they enter service. And this kind of sounds like building commercial real estate at the very top of the market, no? Hey, that's a long lead time process, and you don't really ever know what the economy will do once the building enters service. 
Now, we note that early integrated production management, or IPM, deals with Chenier were based on international indexes, less various fees. And they also required producers to be investment grade. It's going to be very interesting to see just how other deals with new projects are structured and which other producers throw their respective hats into the international pricing ring. Are they going to be similar to Chenier? Or are they going to have the same credit? Are they going to be priced differently? What will the fees, what will the deducts be? Lots of different variables here coming to play. Interesting also is to see how publicly traded producers might alter their production profiles in order to accommodate international customers. Will they break above their self-imposed annual maximums of 5% growth? Or will they stick to that and simply provide less gas to the domestic market? This has obvious implications for prices at the Henry Hub, as well as other locations in the United States. Now, regardless, more international-focused domestic production will further integrate the U.S. natural gas market with the global market, which will mean domestic buyers and sellers are going to need to follow developments overseas all the more. So will traders, so will analysts, so will anybody who follows natural gas prices in the United States on a regular basis. And that is actually precisely what we do at NGI, both through our daily gas price index and LNG Insight services. If you're an existing subscriber to those, we can't thank you enough. And if you aren't, but would like more information or wish to sign up for a free trial, you can do that by going to our website at www.naturalgasintel.com. And we thank you in advance for doing that. So that's all for me today. On behalf of everyone at Natural Gas Intelligence, we thank you for tuning in today, and we wish you health and happiness this holiday season. All the best, and talk again soon. Dependable data drives informed business decisions. Trust NGI to provide your natural gas and LNG data for North America. If your business requires daily, weekly, or midweek pricing data, forward curves, or flow data, NGI has a reliable product suite to support you. Visit natgasintel.com backslash services to understand what we have to offer and how we can help you and your business today. Thank you for listening to NGI's Hub & Flow podcast today. We encourage you to subscribe to the podcast, rate and review it, and please do share it with your colleagues. A trusted provider of natural gas news, data, and pricing information for North America, NGI offers subscription-based products. Please visit natgasintel.com if you are interested in NGI and our services. If you would like to dive deeper into this subject, additional resources are available on our website as well. Just visit natgasintel.com and click on the resources tab to find the podcast page.